Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. It is my joy to be with you. If you are new to the show, we have an episode releasing every Monday on CharismaPodcastNetwork.com. You can also go to the Charisma Plus app. Everything is on there. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Audible, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can tap in. Found out on listennotes.com that our podcast ranks in the top three of podcasts globally. And so thank you so much for tapping in. Thank you for sharing this. Uh, If you are listening week after week, we keep getting testimonies of people being blessed by the show, set free by the truth that's released. You sharing this with friends, family, churches, how it's been spreading. And so thank you so much. You're such a vital part of the growth of this show. Ephesians 514, awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. The apostle Paul spoke that to believers, not unbelievers. We need an awakening in our hearts of the truth of who he is, all that he has done for us, who we are in Christ, the tools that we have to truly prosper and thrive in this life to destroy the works of the enemy, to live the kingdom every single day, to love like Jesus loved, to live like Jesus lived. And so anyway, that's the heartbeat. That's what we're all about here. And so I've got a tremendous guest on the show with me today. We're going to be speaking about prayer. And this is this is vital that you tune in because prayer is our communion with God. It's it's walking with him daily. And so there's going to be a lot of rich truth revealed here. But my guest, his name is Chad Veach. He's the founder and lead pastor of Zoe Church. It's a dynamic community in the heart of Los Angeles, California. For the last 20 years, he has dedicated his life and ministry to the preaching of the gospel. In addition to leading Zoe, he's an international speaker. He's an author. Um, you know, he's the host of Leadership Lean In, which is a top charting leadership podcast. And today we're going to be talking about his newly released book entitled Worried About Everything Because I Pray About Nothing. I love that title right there. The subtitle is How to Live in Peace and Purpose Instead of Stress and Burnout. And oh boy, do we need that. And so welcome, Chad, to the show. Man, thank you so much for having me on. It's 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 a real privilege. And Congrats on the success mm-hmm. of this podcast. That's not a small feat to get ranked top three on that pop. I mean, that's a big deal. So congratulations to you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And for those who are familiar with your ministry, they know the truth that's being preached. You know, the great work that's being done. Uh, but for those who might not know, you know, a ton about Zoe Church, tell us a little bit about the growth of Zoe, kind of what's been going on over there in L.A. Yes. Yeah, so we started, uh, we're almost seven years old as Come a community on. and we started in our living room with 11 people mm. and, uh, started dreaming up this idea that we could plant a church here in LA and we launched and, and we've just seen unbelievable things happen. I think this last month we saw over 130 people say yes to Jesus. Come on. Since we started the church, I think over 10,000 decisions have been recorded. Come on. So we've just seen amazing things happen. And right before COVID, we were in three locations Mm. throughout the city, uh, in West Hollywood, the Valley and Echo Park. And now we're at one location coming back, but it's just been an unbelievable ride. And I'm sure Dallas, where you're at is awesome. I think, you know, (laughs) East Coast, you know, shout out to New York. Oh yeah, you know, I, I I I love the Northwest where I'm from, but I'm telling you, nobody has anything <laughs> on LA. It's 72 and sunny every day with an In-N-Out burger in your ham, baby. Oh my god, that's where me. we're at. 
Tell me about it, man. I grew up in New Jersey, okay? I love New Jersey. I love the prayers, East Coast. Prayers, prayers, <laughs> God's doing good stuff over there. I'm glad to be in Texas. We are scorching hot, 102 degrees. But I love California, man. I, I love living in Dallas. I don't want to live in California, but man, do I love to visit California. I'm telling you. It's a beautiful state, man. And so I love what God's doing through the church. I love, um, you know, you've, you've released several books, right? I know that you've traveled a ton. You've released this new book about prayer. I love the title, man. Worried about everything because I pray about nothing. Why do you, why do you feel like this is a time to release this book about prayer? Like what, what has been stirring in your heart? Why do you feel like this is a vital message right now in this generation, in this time? Well, you know, it's just really Philippians four, six, and seven. You know, Paul writes, be, don't be anxious about anything. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, mm -hmm. let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's right. Mm -hmm. So I always think what he's really saying is don't worry about anything. Pray mm -hmm. about everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm only stressed and worried about the things that I don't pray about. Mm. anything I cover in prayer, anything that I'm going to God about, I have peace about because mm. he said, if you will turn to me in prayer, I'll guard your heart and I'll guard your mind. Mm. And I think the law of opposite is at play here. When I don't pray, my heart is totally vulnerable. And so is my mind. Mm -hmm. And so prayer is protection. Yeah. And prayer doesn't always change the circumstance but it always changes me. Yeah. So it's like, I've still got the financial hardship or the son or a daughter that's a prodigal or the situation at work. But the only difference is now I have that circumstance and I've got peace about it. Mm -hmm. And so we want prayer to change things like change them, mm -hmm. change the job, change this change. And a lot of times God's like, you really want me to work? I'll do even greater things. I'll change you. <laughs> And so that's yes. the power of prayer. And I think that, you know, most people just don't pray because they don't know how to. Mm -hmm. It's not that they don't want to. It's just that think about Jesus, like out of all the things the disciples could have asked him to teach them. They didn't see him turn water into wine and be like, yo, show me how to do that mm -hmm. or walk on water yeah. or raise the dead. But they did say when they watched him pray, they said your prayer life. Show us, teach us how to pray like you pray. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, there's so many people in the world, especially with the circumstances, especially we're talking about COVID you mentioned a few minutes ago, um, the the transition, the shifting, you know, people, you know, the, the economy, people losing jobs, a lot of uncertainty, you know, there's a lot of fear and propaganda through TV, news, media. And, you know, as believers, if we're not careful we could be in the same fearful state. We could be in the same anxiety-ridden state. We could be struggling with the depression and the fear. And all of us, it touches our heart to a degree. But what do we do with that? What do we do with that? The Bible says that he is the prince of peace. And he doesn't give peace like the world gives, but it's a supernatural peace. It's otherworldly. It's divine. It comes from God. It's something that, like you said, our circumstances don't necessarily change every time. We love when they do. We love when the breakthrough comes. We love when we see the circumstances shift. But at the same time, it's a peace that is 
that that can reside in our hearts even when the circumstances don't shift in the way that we want them to or the questions aren't answered like we want them to. So it's something supernatural. It's something that God does in our hearts as we commune with him, the Prince of Peace. And so this is essential, but a lot of people, they kind of mystify prayer or they make prayer some kind of work instead of just communion with our God. I would love to maybe even define prayer a little bit for people because there's even a fog around that. Like what even is prayer? Prayer, you know, in its simplest form is talking to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You use the word communing. It's mm-hmm. communication. It's talking with God. And I think, again, one of the things we have to demystify is most people think I don't get to pray because it's for the elite. Mm-hmm. And we've done that. Mm-hmm. We've propagated that. Mm-hmm. We've platformed that. And Jesus is like, hey, long-winded prayers that sound pompous and arrogant and cool, they already have their reward mm-hmm. by impressing humans. Mm-hmm. But God is not impressed. Yeah. So prayer is not about an accent. It's not about a volume. It's not about quoting scriptures. Prayer is about sincerity. Mm-hmm. And so I always think, you know, like, if you're like, I'm not good at praying, welcome to the club. <laughs> you know, most people would say, Pastor, you pray because I'm not good enough. And mm-hmm. that, and to me, that's where spiritual leaders get themselves in trouble mm-hmm. is they pride themselves. I'll, I'll come to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I'll come by the bedside. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Elijah was a man like us. Mm-hmm. His nature was the same as yours, uh, a sinful nature. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we have to empower people to go, your prayer to God is just as important as mine. Mm-hmm. You're a child of God, just like me. We're all broken sinners. We're all children of God. And God listens to you just as much as he listens to me. And whether it's a, a, a note that you scribble down or a shout that you shout from the from the, you know the, the 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 top of your lungs. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. God is listening. His ear is bent mm-hmm. to the cries of his children. So yeah. I think we have to just encourage people. Like a lot of times, I'll say, "Okay, you don't think you're good at praying? I get it, but you know what you are good at texting. <laughs> so start a contact in your phone. Call it God. Uh, yeah, and text your prayer to God." Yeah. And be honest, if you got to throw some emojis and some gifts in there and a meme, do it. Mm-hmm. Because all that matters to God is relationship, mm-hmm. communication. Mm-hmm. He already knows what you need before you ask. Mm-hmm. So it's not that God needs you to inform him on what's going on. Mm-hmm. He wants you mm-hmm. so he can guard you from the attack of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And that's what prayer does. Mm-hmm. That's so good. It's so funny because even like at, at holidays or around the table, you know, it's like, who's going to pray for this meal? And everyone automatically looks at the person that they deem to be the most spiritual in the room. The old guy. <laughs> the holy one. The one who maybe is in full-time ministry or something. Not the not the dad that's in business or the, you know, or the son over here that's in college or whoever it may be. But it's so funny. Our, our nature, we automatically, oh, here's the spiritual one, you know? But all of us have access to him. It's amazing because Jesus became our mediator. There's one mediator between God and man, and it's Jesus, and he's leveled the playing field. <laughs> we all are the righteousness of God in Christ, not by our own works, not by our own striving, but because of what he's done. And we all come to him in that same place. And so it's beautiful. And it's amazing because 
I think we're transitioning in the body of Christ instead of just we're rallying around one individual who is the spiritual one, the leader, the anointed one. And I, I really believe even leaders in the body of Christ, preachers, teachers, ministers, prophetic people in the body of Christ, we need to point people to Jesus. We need to say, hey, listen, you know, I know, I know I'm the one teaching and preaching behind the pulpit, but I'm pointing you to Jesus, not pointing people to me. Like you could do the stuff that I'm doing. You could pray for the sick. You can have a deep, fulfilling prayer life. You can, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it may be, but we're teaching people how to go to Jesus himself instead of just being reliant upon, you know, our ministry or our resources, but we're empowering people in their relationship with God. And that's exactly what you're doing here in this book. That's it. That's it. And, and, I, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, what do we want for people? We want people to live in peace and purpose. Mm-hmm. And how does that happen? The more I talk to Jesus, the more that he shapes me, yeah. encourages me. Think about the Holy Spirit is the greatest pastor in the world. Mm. Yes. And what does he do? He reminds me of what's been spoken. He leads me into all truth. He comforts me. He, he points me to Jesus. He's the divine encourager. Mm-hmm. He convicts me just like he convicts the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Mm-hmm. He is at work. As soon as I start to pray, the Holy Spirit is, is talking to me about what I should pray for yeah. and what I should pray about. Mm-hmm. And he starts to teach me how I should pray. Mm-hmm. And so one of the greatest prayers you could just say is, Holy Spirit, today I love you. Will you lead me as I pray? Because most people are like, man, prayer is boring. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, maybe prayer is boring because you only pray for yourself. Mm. That's boring. You want to have fun in prayer? Start praying for your friends. Yeah. Pray for your coworkers. Mm -hmm. Pray for your family. Pray for our nation. Mm -hmm. Pray for the world. Pray for Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Pray for Russia. Pray for China. Pray for North Korea. Start praying. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit's leading you. Start praying for geography and people, people you haven't thought about in 10 years. God's like, yeah, I want to, I want you to pray for them and bless them. And so I just think we have an opportunity to be in relationship with God and God can teach us and lead us in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, a lot of people, I think they imagine themselves here walking the earth and God up there on a throne in heaven. And so there's this separation kind of mentality. We don't realize the nearness of God, that he is Christ in us, the hope of glory, that he is Emmanuel, God with us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us, that he inclines his ear towards us, that he hears every word that comes from our mouth. Like we're not awestruck by that reality or we still feel like God's up there. Maybe he hears me. Maybe he doesn't or and mentally like we wouldn't say it this way, but we feel like we got to climb the ladder up to God and maybe you know, we got to clean ourselves. Just like you said, we're not clean enough to get to God or we didn't read the Bible enough or pray for enough people or, you know, do enough spiritual things to kind of make our way up to God where we could actually enjoy him and, and him be our teacher and our advocate. And we need to break through in some sense, like what Jesus did wasn't enough. And like, he didn't break through on our behalf. And I think a lot of it, man, we need to have a revelation of who he is to us. He is a person and he is a glorious person that loves us and can't wait to hear our voice. That's, that's key. Huge. (laughs) And I love that last line. He cannot wait to hear our voice. I mean, that's just the bottom line is that the point of prayer is relationship. 
<laughs> and God already knows everything we need. He's already in control. So it's not about him wanting to be informed. It's about him wanting to be in on the conversation with us and talking to us. Hundred percent. And you even said in your book, I'm going to quote. Um, I'm going to take a quote from your book. It says, "God isn't trying to get something from you. He's trying to get you. You are the gift. You are the goal. You are the object of His love." And when that truth resonates on the inside of us, when we believe that in our heart of hearts, when that's the that's the framework through how we view God and how He views us, it's life changing. You know, scriptures from Song of Songs, you know, swirl around in my head, and a lot of people don't like to read that book, but there's some truth. Yeah. There's some truth in there, man. His yes. banner over me is love. That he sees my form. He calls me lovely. He loves that my, my words towards him are sweet. His desire is for me. His love is intoxicating. All this different revelation is how he sees me. And that makes me want to run to him because he's not furrowing his eyebrow in anger towards me or displeased because of my lack of performance. But he is undone and he loves me so much. And that makes me want to run to him. I love that. I love that. that, that that's exactly <laughs> it. Why would you? <clears throat> like when the Bible says, cast all your cares upon him mm-hmm. because he cares for you. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever turn to God in prayer and cast all your burdens on him? If you didn't believe, number one, he could carry your burdens. Yeah. And number two, he cares about your burdens. Mm-hmm. So I just think the way that we see God is so important because if we have an appropriate view of who God really is, we will want to pray. Mm-hmm. Yes. It takes a striving out of the mix. It, you, you realize you're accepted, you're loved, you're favored. He's pleased with you. Your record of wrongs has been cast into the sea of forgetfulness. Like, wow. It's like, okay, I just, I'm here with my God. And I could, I could come and bring him anything. I could bring my cares. I could bring my concerns, my fears, my anxiety. And I won't be slapped. I won't be ignored. I won't be, he's not distant. He's near. He's closer than the air we breathe, just that revelation alone. And I know that you dive in um, in this book. You talk about very common misconceptions that I know, hey, we'd be talking here for hours if you broke down every little bit. But, you know, maybe what are some common misconceptions besides a few that we've already mentioned here that you feel like we should tackle a little bit? If someone's watching this or listening to this and they say like, man, I really struggle in my prayer life. What are some common misconceptions that we need to like get out of the way? Well, I think that we have, we have to get out of the mindset that every prayer is going to happen on our timetable and everything we pray about, God's going to move on. Mm-hmm. I think that's just one of the biggest lies about prayer. I think a lot of times, if we're being honest, a lot of times the reason why prayer doesn't work is because we pray so selfishly. Yeah. And we want, we're trying to push God on our agenda. Mm-hmm. Prayer. <laughs> Oh, there's nothing, there's nothing that gets me back onto God's plan like prayer. <laughs> and, and, and it really helps me just die to myself. You know, we all have an ego. We all have pride. So we're usually trying to just force God. I need you to solve this and make this happen and change this person's heart and get me there. And I want this deal and I want this amount and I want to buy this and I want to go there. And man, do we, we sound like four-year-olds. That's true. And so prayer, I think the, one, of the, one of the best things, one of my favorite things about prayer is it really checks my motives. Yes, it does. And it really helps me get back to the place of going like, think about, um, you know, 
when Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, the first thing he said, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is he teaching us? He said, before you ask God for anything, thank God for everything. Mm-hmm. Praise him before you petition him. Mm-hmm. So prayer reminds me before I stand it with my, you know, to-do list for God, I better just stand in awe of God mm-hmm. and say, you are my father and my provider mm-hmm. and your banner over me is love. Yeah. And I'm grateful for the cross today. Yeah. And thank you for your unconditional love. All of a sudden, as I start confessing that, it's like, oh, yeah, my little request doesn't seem so big <laughs> because you are so big yes. and you are so good. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the misconceptions is that we pray and we want the parking spot. We want the deal. We want the, <laughs> it's like, no, 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 yeah. no. I want you to understand first mm-hmm. my character and my nature and who I am, because mm-hmm. that will slow your roll mm-hmm. and that will teach you how to live in contentment. That's really good. That's really good. When we behold him, the apostle John said, we become just like him. And that is crucial. Whatever we behold, we become. It's a principle. And so um, it's vital. And it's not a popular message necessarily. People don't want to hear about the pride in their heart. People like the name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. People like the, and don't get me wrong. I believe that God wants to bless us and cause us to thrive in this life. But what we got to go back to that place of not my will, but yours be done. If we're to walk and be every, you know, the Bible says that in the same, you know, that we are to walk like Jesus walked. You know, he, he lived that life. I don't do anything unless I see the father do it. I don't say anything unless the father is saying it, you know, literally not my will, but yours be done. And he came to that place of death in prayer where he yielded everything and he gave everything over. And so, man, that is, that's key. And we need to do, especially in this generation, in this time, you know, running, running a movement with a lot of young people, um, you know, that we need to, we need to talk about that more about, you know, because you're right. We're just expecting, Hey, prayer is just a way for us to get what we want. Pray about protection and blessing and all these different things, but really it's communion. It's communion with him. And it's, 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 uh, you know, that place of beholding to, to be more like him. I think that, you know, yeah, most people see prayer as like, my opportunity to rub the lamp and the genie in the bottle comes out. Yeah. And when you really start praying, you're going to love it because it's like, wow, I, I thought prayer was this prayer is stepping into the great mystery of God. Yes. And going, wow, I didn't know that he moves like this Mm -hmm. and speaks like this Mm -hmm. and confirms like this and leads like this. And softens my heart like it's just stepping into the mystery of God. Mm-hmm. And most people, their prayer life is very transactional. Mm-hmm. And they go, okay, I'm here for this. And that's why I'm praying. And you better. Because <laughs> if you don't, you're not good. Mm-hmm. And God's just kind of like, okay, well, let's talk later then. <laughs> you know, it just. Cause I'm after you, you're my gift. You're yeah. my, you're yeah. my affection. My, mm-hmm. my, my eyes are on you. I love you. I want you. Mm-hmm. And so you remember that time in the Bible, in the, in the gospels. And they're like, you know, Jesus, if you perform the miracle, then they're believed. Yep. Yep. And he's like, no, nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a trick show. That's it. This is not Vegas. That's it. That's I'm, it. I'm about relationship. I don't need to. 
I, I'm not, this is not a dog and pony. Mm -hmm. So if you need a miracle to believe you're missing out, you can read about the miracles, mm -hmm. yeah. but I'm not going to do all this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was in Africa. God, it was a, it was a powerful revelation. I got one day. I was in Africa for a little over a year with Heidi Baker's ministry, Iris global. And we were living on a base and there was a lot of orphans. There was a lot of kids that went to the, that were a part of the orphanage, but then there was a lot of kids that just would come in from the streets and get food and they'd play soccer outside. And there was these three young guys that me and my wife, we spent a lot of time with that. We loved them so much, but Every time they came up to us, it was like, "Can I want some chicken. I want money. I want a Coca-Cola. I want, and hey, hey, listen, we're there to be a blessing to the poor. Like we took care of them. We, you know, we bought them a nice chicken lunch. We bought them, we got them a Coca-Cola and we blessed them. And, but we, we developed like a deep bond with these guys. We loved them so much. And, and every time we saw them though, can I get some chicken? Can I get a Coca-Cola? Can I get some money? Can I do this? Can I see your iPod? Can I blah, 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 blah. And we, we, we took care of them, you know, but. Um, one day they, I saw them from a distance and they started running towards me and I'm like, oh yeah, like I can't, I'm so happy to see them. And they ran towards me and I thought maybe for the first time it would be different, you know, it'd be, it would be real different. And they came up and they gave me a hug and it was like, oh yes, I just, I loved it. And it was, Hey, can I get some chicken? Can I get some money? Can I get a Coca-Cola? Can I, and I remember the Lord said to me, he goes, son, this is exactly how I feel when my children just come to me for things that they want. I, I'm, I'm just, I can't wait for them to run to me and I want to be with them and I want to be affectionate with them and I want them to experience my goodness and my love. But you know, this is what I get, you know? And I, I felt the heart of God saying, I just want to pour out on my people. I just want to love my people. I want to father them, mother them. I want to take care of them. And so that was, that was life changing for me. That really shifted my prayer life and helped me see things a lot differently. And I love how you talked about just rejoicing and thanksgiving and, and, and prayer in that sense. Like Paul said in Thessalonians, he said, you know, rejoice always pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Like if we can just develop that in our life, thank you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You love me, Lord. I worship you. Like it'll, it'll shift things. You'll get that sense of his peace and that nearness. And it changes everything when we, we learn to develop that in our prayer life. Yeah, one of my favorite templates, like if you if you listen to this, you don't know how to pray. This is a great one. Mm. You can pray acts. Mm. Let's start with adoration. Mm -hmm. Just talk with talk about how much you adore God. Mm -hmm. And then when you're done adoring him and lifting him up and pouring out your heart it, mm -hmm. with all your adoration, move to see confession. Mm. Confess what you need. Confess the blood of Jesus. Confess mm -hmm. your sins. Mm -hmm confess who God is in your life. Hmm. And then when you're done with all your confessions, good, bad, ugly, and praiseworthy, mm -hmm. move to T, Thanksgiving. Hmm. Thank God. Yeah. Thank, thank God for everything. Thank him for your family. Thank him for breath in his lungs. Thank him for today. Thank, just thank him. Thank him for your money. Thank him for the roof of your head. Thank him for clothes. Thank him for your city. Thank, just thank God. Mm -hmm. And then end in the S with supplication. Yeah, that's good. Now ask, now that you've adored him and confessed him and thanked him, now let's ask for stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, now that we're, you know, like we're on the same page of who I am and who you are, now let's talk. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing because your supplications at that point, 
will probably be more in line with God's desires for your life because you already went through the confession, the adoration, the thanksgiving. Your heart's already shifted in that place of prayer where, hey, the stuff you might have come in and asked God for hastily, now you're like, it's not that big of a deal in the light of his glory and his presence. Now you're asking for what's really in tune with his heart. That's exactly right. Man, it's so good. And so what would you say to encourage people? Um, First of all, I definitely recommend to um, get a copy of this book entitled Worried About Everything Because I Pray About Nothing, How to Live in Peace and Purpose Instead of Stress and Burnout. If we're going to be real, we need encouragement in this area. We develop this area. It's the most important part of our lives, our prayer life. It should be like as easy and effortless as breathing. It's 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 everything for us as believers, communion with our God, walking with him, having that deep relationship with the Lord. And so, but what would you say to someone who's really struggling? Maybe they're faint hearted. They hear what we're saying right now. They're like, great, great, great. All that's awesome. But man, I'm just really beat up. I'm going through fear, depression, anxiety, sleeplessness. I've had a really rough season, man. I just, I, I really don't know what to do right now. I think any, any anybody that's facing that, I would just say, come on, let's pray right now. I would look, come on, let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's just pray right now. Cause you, you, you've gone through enough. You've already felt enough. You've been beat up enough. Let's just, let's just, let's just stop right now and pray. Let's do it. So father, we just thank you for any person that feels that right now. And we thank you right now that you are good and you are for them and you are with them. Yes. And even though they feel like they're walking through the shadow of death, We thank you that they don't have to be afraid. We thank you that your rod and your staff will comfort them. And we we just declare the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous will run into it and be safe. Yes. We pray shadow. We pray rest under your wing. We thank you that their soul will prosper, that they'll be in good rest, rest for your loved ones, rest for your children. We thank you over their mind that you'd heal it, their heart their relationships, it touch every part of their life. We pray where there's been no hope, bring hope, bring love, bring life, bring joy, bring strength and wisdom. And we just declare that you are an awesome, mighty, faithful, compassionate, merciful God that is generous. Be generous to your children in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And as you were praying, I really felt like there were some misconceptions and some lies that people believe about God, which makes them reluctant to approach him with confidence. Like the word of God says, come before him and his throne with boldness and confidence. And the enemy wants us to believe lies. Like I'm not good enough. God's not good. You know, the Lord's not faithful. He hasn't been faithful. The areas of disappointment in life, the enemy wants to highlight and take all of our attention um, away from God to that. And we're not clean enough. We need to perform more. Whatever the lie may be, um, you know, I just pray that the Lord, I just want to pray into that real quick. Lord, I just thank you for just washing away every lie that has been predominant in the minds and hearts of your people and that they would know the truth and the truth would set them free, that they would see through the lens of the spirit wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ, that their hearts would be awakened to the truth and that every lie would be dispelled that hinders them from seeing you rightly, from walking in you powerfully, and for and from being everything that they are in you, God. And we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Wow. Well, thank you, Chad, so much for joining me on the podcast today, man. What a joy to speak to you. You have a pure heart, a lot of humility. I love the message that you're bringing forth. How could people connect with your church as well as your um, you know, your ministry in general? They do a lot of traveling and writing. How could people connect the best? Yeah, just our church website, zoechurch.org. And if you're ever in LA, come say hi, please. You ever down and seeing Mickey and Minnie and grabbing some churros, stop by and see us at the church. <laughs> and uh, and and then my name, uh, chadbeach.org, has uh, books and all that. So yeah, you stop by either website. But, but more importantly, if you're ever in LA, just come say hi. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, man. It's an honor. Thanks for taking time out of your busy life and schedule and appreciate you so much, man. Thank you. Like, likewise. And congrats on the podcast. Keep yeah. going, bro. Absolutely, bro. Same to you, man. Same to you. Thank you. Take care. For those who are watching and listening right now, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, they can be challenged, they can be awakened by the gospel of Jesus. Bless you, and I'll speak to you next time on Awakened Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you